You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. In a world where film studios have pillaged every young adult novel, DC'd every comic book series, and Frankenstein every silver screen monster in search of the next movie mega franchise. Two nerds. Two movies. One cinematic universe. This is Jasper. And this is Randy. We watched two movies. Two movies that'll scare the Christmas cheer into you. <laughs> this is the first of our two holiday episodes. Yeah, we're wrapping we're wrapping this season up with some classics, so to speak. Some holiday cheer. This would be one of our Christmas episodes or Hanukkah or any other holiday that you celebrate during this time of year. Because Christmas I have Hanukkah Kwanzaa. I have a theory. People need a holiday during these months because the winter's depressing and it's cold and they need something. That's where they hit us with boom, 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 like holiday after holiday during these months. That's my theory. How many holidays you got during the summer? Like one? One. Yeah. One. One and a bunch of like crap holidays, like Labor Day and stuff. Mm -hmm. But winter months, it's every month, man. It's every month. You got Halloween. You got Thanksgiving. You got Kwanzaa, Hanukkah, and Christmas all in one package. It's because that one's like tied to Halloween and Thanksgiving. You know, and then later, like New Year's, that's all just like whatever. But Christmas, since it's tied to religion, of course, it's got to be complicated. Yes, usually. That's how we rule. So happy holidays to you. I didn't get to do my horror Thanksgiving, unfortunately. So we are doing a horror Christmas now. We're going to talk about Rare Exports, A Christmas Tale from 2010. And Krampus from 2015. Not to be confused, there's a there are a whole bunch of other Krampus movies, which is not surprising, but from around that time period, like 2014 to 2018, there's like three or four that got thrown out there. But yeah, this is the 2015 one simply called Krampus. Which movie are we talking about first? We're going to talk about Rare Exports, A Christmas Tale. Tell us all about it, Jasper. The summary is, in the depths of the Convanturi Mountains, 486 meters deep, lies the closest ever guarded secret of Christmas. The time has come to dig it up. This Christmas, everyone will be Eve in Santa Claus. It is directed by Mary Highlander. Or Heilander. I'm so glad you um, took this one, man. <laughs> it, yeah? I'm so glad you took this one. <laughs> I cannot help you with these names. It stars uh, Oni Tamila. Horma Tamila, Tommy Corpella, there's a lot, Ellis, Ella, A, and Rano Huvanen. So there you go. Word. I'm sure all our listeners are like, oh, I love that guy. So let's let's start with with your side of this, uh, Randy. Okay. Well, Rare Exports a Christmas Tale. I've seen this movie before. I recommended it for the show. And... It's not it's not super obscure, but being a foreign movie and uh, just kind of a quirky foreign movie, uh, it doesn't get talked about a whole lot. And uh, you know, I'll just say straight up, I, I enjoyed this. I thought I thought it was pretty good, or else I might not have been so inclined to recommend it on this episode. But this is such a weird movie, tonally, tonally, it's such a strange movie. But before we really get into it, I want to get your your initial impressions of it. Had you heard of or seen this before? I have not. My first impression of this movie was like at first I didn't I didn't actually know it was a foreign movie mm-hmm. until I was like oh I'm gonna have to read subtitles for this one mm-hmm. but uh, the first couple of opening scenes I just thought this is just gonna be a weird kind of movie but I ended up enjoying this one quite a bit actually oh good the the opening scenes are really rough that was one thing like. Okay, so I, I I know I always ask you on the show, but generally I always know if you've seen a movie or not that we're gonna we're about to talk about. So when I was rewatching this, I was thinking about you watching this, and I think the first scene is really worrisome because there's some English. One of the characters speaks English, but he's so over the top. He's like over the top kind of bad guy businessman, and he's like, and his voice is ugh. But 
it quickly like sets up that the movie's a little off when he hands the one guy. So, okay, let's give uh, you read the synopsis, but it was kind of uh, vague or whatever. So mm-hmm. here's the whole story is basically there's some guys digging in a mountain for something that's established first scene. <sighs> At one point, the guy who speaks English, who's very, seemed very over the top and initially made me very worried about the quality of movie where I was about to watch. He's all excited about, you know, they might've found something, the thing that they're looking for digging in this mountain. And he hands this guy, uh, like the, one of the workers, the foreman or whatever, this card with the rules. These are the new rules. Everybody's to follow it. And it's stuff like no swearing, no smoking, uh, wash behind your ears. And the guy's like, wash behind your ears. Uh, you know, what is this crap, you know, but he drops the S bomb and the guy like grabs his ear and he's like, you better listen to these rules or whatever. So I was like, wow, okay, this is weird. And then some kid, you don't really know for sure what they're found in there. Although I guess the title is obscure enough that you wouldn't know either going into the movie. So I'll be interested to get your take on like how long it was before you knew what was what in this movie, but some kids are over like eavesdropping on it. And then they go home and we're following the kids, specifically the younger of the two kids there. Or he looked younger anyway. And for the most part, he's kind of our main character, him and his dad. And that stuff's all very interesting. And then, like, the thing that they were digging out attacks, basically. Basically. So I'm interested as to your thought process, what you thought this movie was, and what you thought these various creatures were as the movie progressed. Because it changes, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because initially it tells you nothing. You kind of get an idea. And then it's like, when I was watching it, we're going to go spoilers on this too. So just just know if you haven't seen this, maybe skip that. Skip spoilers if you're worried about it. But honestly, it's not like the mystery builds the movie. I think it's just an entertaining movie to watch anyway. But this guy shows up and he's like Santa Claus. But he's mm-hmm. kind of but they're, he's kind of not Santa Claus. What was your thought process as the movie went along? Mine was, okay, so when I, when I saw that it was a Christmas tale, I thought I was like, oh, this is going to be like a lighthearted Christmas movie. Um, not knowing that Randy probably set this up <laughs> with Krampus for a reason. <laughs> so my thing was, was I felt like it was going to be like almost kind of like, even the, like the, 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 pit, the box art for it was like, oh, this is going to be like a Christmas story. And then... Uh-huh. I think it's kind of, kind of when they start inspecting the mountain and stuff, and I knew that was kind of gonna. I'm like, oh, here we go, you know. <laughs> but at first, I thought this movie was really depressing because of the kid. Like he asked, you know, what have what would it be like if I didn't exist or something? It's it's super melancholy, right? At first, yeah, okay. yeah. Okay, I don't I don't want to interrupt you, but I'll, I'm gonna put put a pin in that. It's yeah. I mean, at first the story was kind of weird because like you know you're, he's kind of knows. He's kind of inspecting stuff. Him and his buddy are kind of walking around and, you know, getting into things like kids do. And then, you know, as things progress, he kind of turns into this, like, kind of the hero, you know. Oh, yeah, definitely. Over the top. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of weird to me that you let a kid, almost the whole movie, walk around with a loaded shotgun on his back. Uh Uh-huh. But, you know, that's just me. (laughs) But yeah, like I said, it really panned out for me to see kind of the character progression with him and his dad, you know. Yeah, what I said I was going to put a pin in is it's so melancholy at first. Like there's the first scene where it's kind of like, oh, this might be like really goofy and over the top and kind of cheesy in like a low budget 90s movie way where the bad guy's just like, you know. But as you actually get into the movie, it's not that at all. It does feel very melancholy. The setting is kind of amazing. I think this movie looks great. Like the sets look great. The cinematography, I think, is 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 pretty awesome in this. But yeah, we're following this kid and his dad, and something happened to the mom at some point in the past. It's kind of obviously a a point of like sadness. But they seem the dad seems so sad, and of course, there's some other stuff going on. Like there, this whole this town seems like they make their live like it survives on reindeer and the reindeer gets Mm -hmm. slaughtered this year. So they're like without any, a way to bring in any money over the next year. Um, so he's sad about that, but like, he's just super sad. The sun is very like kind of melancholy. You're right. 
He gives him a gun, like a big old gun, towards the beginning of the movie, and the kid runs around with that gun the whole mo- the whole movie. And this kid, I don't know how old he is, but he looks like I don't know. I'm not good with kids' ages, but he looks like not even ten, right? Yeah, like, I would say he's between nine and twelve. Okay, he looks young. He's he's super small, and mm-hmm. uh, but you know whatever. That's that's they live out in the it's it's kind of wilderness, not really. It's a little town there, but it looks rough like where they live. So okay, sure, sure. That said, though, like the tone of the movie fills me with dread to where the whole time I'm like, this is just going to go incredibly bad. Something mm-hmm. horrible is going to be hap- is going to happen. But really, it doesn't ever happen. A horrible thing doesn't ever happen. Mm-hmm. In fact, at a certain point, the movie in a very awkward way, like there's a super awkward edit to me towards the end when like all of a sudden we're in the climax there's kind of an awkward edit, and from that point on, the tone is, I mean, the tone's a little goofy at times before that. It's not just totally melancholy. There's, I think, intentional humor there, but at the end, it just goes over the top, and like the tone completely changes, and for me, I'd say that's the big flaw of the movie. I'm fine with the end. It's just comes so abruptly, and it's like, wait, what? What? Suddenly, the right. kid's, yeah. the, he's an action hero. With literally, he says line, they gave him the most cliched lines. At one point, you know, the guy's like, if you go down there, you can't get back. I won't be able to pick you back up. And he looks and he's like, I'm not coming back. Only he's like this little kid, you know, I won't mm-hmm. be coming back. And it's like, oh, God, dude, what, what? Yeah, because that was my thing. Okay, so, and this affected my star rating. Is this kid like from, he goes from like, oh, dad, you know, you're going to have to give me 15 strikes. And scared of this, what he thinks is a Santa Claus. And then suddenly, whoop, next minute, action hero. Like, he went from, like... His hero turn is real quick. Like, he went from, like, Macaulay Culkin, Jason Statham. <laughs> well... Boom, boom. It's <laughs> a good point. Well, he's... Well, he's the only... He is worried about Santa, but he's the one... I mean, and there's... Even in the end, there's touches I like, but there's the... Like, he's the one researching all this uh, to where when things start happening, he knows what's going on. You know, more or less. But then at the end, before he has his hero turn, which is really a flip, just a total flip. Did you notice he put his stuffed animal down? He left his stuffed animal on the ground, left his stuffed Mm -hmm. animal behind because it was time for him to be man. (laughs) Take charge. Take charge. I do love that he runs around with, he's got a big old gun strapped to his back and a stuffed animal on a leash that he runs around with the whole movie. And he's wearing pads. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, let's get into it. Let's get into the like. The weirdness of this movie. Yep. They find this guy in a wolf pit, a spike pit the guy made, which they're not supposed to have a spike pit. It's illegal. But he's trying to trap a wolf or something. Something. They're trying to get food. Right. Well, on Christmas morning, it seemed like, I think it was, they found this guy in there, this old guy. He's a real skinny, but like big white beard, like no clothes. They found him in this pit. And... He doesn't want to like. He thinks the guy's dead, so he takes. He he also happens to like be a butcher, so he takes him into his like little butcher shed, and he's gonna get rid of the body because he doesn't want to get in trouble for having this spike pit set up. So he calls over one of his buddies uh, to help him, but it turns out the guy from the pit was not dead, but he's weird. So he's he's they figure he's Santa Claus, right? Well, the weirdness of the movie is it turns out no, he's not Santa Claus. He's an elf. All the elves are basically old bearded naked men that run around uh, that look like Santa Clauses. That's where Santa Claus look like looks like. But they're actually like, they're not m- totally mindless, but they don't talk. And they're drawn to children and freeing their master, which is Krampus. Krampus, however you pronounce it. Mm-hmm. They're kind of, they're basically like animals, but they're people. And what did you think of that? <laughs> I just, I thought, like, I thought it was going to be Santa Claus at first, and then I was like, oh, wait, there's, like, multiple of them, so this has got to be, like, elves or something. Just the weird setup of the movie was crazy to me. Like, it just, it was, like, multiple things, and then you don't really figure out who Krampus is or Santa is until, like, the end. Mm-hmm. Who, they did get, they did, they did dig him out of the mountain, but he's still in a block of ice, and all the elves which are the naked old men that look like Santa had mm-hmm. like went around town and ransacked it the night before. 
except the one that and fell into the spike pit. people. Well, they they didn't kill people. They stole all the children. Well, no, they did kill some people. They killed. They killed. It was usually guys with hard hats, because mm-hmm. anytime it was like an attack, it was like somebody'd be standing there, and all of a sudden, a bunch of hard hats would come flying. It's like, oh, I guess they got a bunch of guys that we didn't see until the hard hats flew onto screen. <laughs> right. They do that twice. It's so funny. Like it, towards the end, it feels like there's no one else there. And all of a sudden, like the attack's about to happen and a bunch of hard hats fly onto the screen. And it's like, where did those come from? There was like right. two other dudes over there <laughs> anyway, but they stole all like the heaters and the ovens and stuff and to thaw out their master, the Krampus or Krampus <laughs> and Krampus in this, is huge. You don't get to really see him well, but you see his horn sticking out of this huge ice block, and he's massive. My question is, did he survive that? But they took his horns. They took his horns and blew him up. Spoiler: mm-hmm. That's the end of the movie. But I mean, kind of not. There's also this whole bit with the kids. They're helicoptering the kids in this big like net to draw all the creepy old naked Santa Clauses away. Yeah, the elves because the elves want the kids. Yeah. For Krampus to take, of course, or eat, or whatever it is. And, of course, the hero kid is riding on the net, and they're flying around on a helicopter, and that's when it's, like, super over the top. And it's not bad. I think it's fun. It's just, like, that stuff just comes out of nowhere so fast. That's really what throws me off about it. But, so it's kind of goofy. At times, it feels kind of melancholy. But it's also kind of, it's also definitely creepy. There's creepy stuff in it. It's not necessarily, even though the melancholy bits are a little slow, it's a pretty short movie, actually, but... It's not like a slow, creepy eeriness. It's like there's just some creepy stuff in there. The 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 elves themselves are super creepy when they have the one in the shed and he kind of comes through and he's basically like it's kind of like a caged animal. He's very standoffish and it looks like he's like red tense and ready to. They're like worried he's gonna come at him. But towards the end, when the kid is trying, they're trying basically the whole the setup they have for the reindeer that are all slaughtered. They're going to round all the elves into this. Mm. And there's the one scene where the kid, like, when he's like, I'm not coming back. He gets down into the into the little ring that they're going to corral them into so that, you know, to draw them all in. Like, come get me. I'm a kid. That's creepy because, like, there's this little kid standing in this, like, enclosure, this fenced off area. And it's just a herd. Like, in the faraway shots, I'm sure there's some CGI aiding the numbers but it looks like hundreds of old, creepy, naked old men, just old balls, balls flying, whichever way dude, just naked, old, creepy, bearded men running in after this kid. And it's like, that's creepy and scary. And I don't like it. Right. <laughs> but I'm not if, a fan. <laughs> it, okay. So since we're kind of just been progressing through the plot and we're pretty much to that point, fortunately for that kid. Now I, yeah, I get the impression they were just going to sack him up. Maybe they were going to kill him, but they're just going to sack him up and take him to the other kids like they always do. But who knows? Either way, it doesn't seem like it'd be a pleasant experience. Fortunately for the kid, as soon as Krampus gets blown up, it's like all the, the faceless enemy aliens in, they're not really faceless, but you know what I mean. All the aliens in Avengers or however many things where they set up this, like all these, this, number of enemies but if the control unit goes down they're all just like not a threat anymore yeah. so they all just stop like Power they down. don't yeah i mean basically they don't have any instructions anymore and so apparently krampus was the sole thing driving them to want to collect children and so then they just kind of lose interest and they corral them all in and the title of the movie doesn't make any sense until the very end and it's so weird so the title of the movie is rare exports and where that comes from is so they've got all these elves that look like Santa Clauses. So they end up training them to be like Santa Claus, like mall Santa types. Like that's what I was gonna say. Like almost like mall Santas. Yeah, they train them to be mall Santas, and then they ship them in a crate. You know, they put one in a big crate and ship it off to whoever orders it, and it costs eighty-seven thousand dollars each. They'll sell it to them. <laughs> so a plus plus twenty-two percent for VAT, and. Yeah, I don't, it's so weird. It's just weird. So when you buy one of these Santas, what do you really get? Like, do they have to eat? If they put them in a crate, I'm guessing they don't have to eat. And if yeah, they, that's what now that I, I think about it, like like an alien, they must be immortal and they don't have to eat. They must basically be magical creatures because, like, 
I'm assuming they came out of wherever they were digging for Krampus. So they are as old as Krampus is. It's so weird. Mm. It's such a weird idea. And I don't trust them with children. Right. Fortunately, either did they. They were training them with dolls. But (laughs) it was weird. I like that one's like really tightly holding on. He's like rubbing his face. (laughs) Yeah. They're like, no, no, no. Nice. Not not the way to no okay, and then the box on the on the bet on the end says rare exports. And that's why I didn't like get the title until like you said until the end. But it was it was like the weirdest telling of Santa slash Krampus that I've ever or Krampus that I've ever heard. Uh huh. Yeah, it's so strange. It was, but like I said, it was a very intriguing movie. I like the way they told it. Yeah, I some another thing was is. You you say multiple times this thing, so they have him laying on a, a basically a slab, mm-hmm. and then the dude is stupid enough to put his ear next, and when he's trying to say something, then gets bit. Oh yeah, no, it's not smart. Yeah, so at that moment, I'm kind of like, is this okay? Is this gonna be like a Santa zombie movie or like you know? But yeah, it was it was an intriguing film. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Basically, it's kind of like a light. It is like a light, fluffy movie presented in a very ominous way and there's right. a little bit of blood and stuff like the one guy does get his ear bit and it looks like it, it looks like the santa took like half of his ear off it's kind of gross mm-hmm. but that said like nothing too bad really happens right Any, anybody who gets killed are just like faceless miners basically who were working on the mountain and they're killed off screen you do see a bunch of naked old men running around it's very creepy they look disgusting they look dirty like just filthy and yeah some of them are fat and some of them aren't, but they all look sickly, you know? Some of them are skinny. Ugh. But, yeah, it's a movie that always stuck with me. I watched it a few years ago. Well, you said this has come out in 2010. I've definitely seen it more recently than that. So a few years ago I watched this, and it, it stuck with me. So I was glad to get an opportunity to cover it on the show. We almost right. paired, We almost paired that with Gremlins, but then I kind of – I want to hold Gremlins back for another – for next year maybe because – how do you not pair this with another Krampus movie? I know it'll make, maybe it'll make the cinematic universe too easy or not. Right. But I had to, I was like, you know what? I got a better movie for this one. So what's your star rating on this? So I think this may surprise you or it may not. Okay. I'm going to go four and a half stars. Holy crap. That does surprise me. That's pretty high. Yeah. I would almost just you like I this, enjoy huh? this. Yeah. I, I enjoy this film a lot. I once gave it five, but there was two. I'm always get another thing that plays in my story is technical issues. Okay. Oh, and things they didn't issues. think about. Okay. One, that helicopter would not have been able to pull all those kids up into the air, especially in a blizzard. And two, how is this kid basically backwards swan dive and then catch two lines out of nowhere? <laughs> Dude, that's what I'm saying. Like, Okay, not that the movie's super grounded, but it does feel grounded. And that's part of where the ominousness comes from, like the just the, the tension. I mean, a lot of the whole, like, once the kid and his father get pulled in, it's because some random stranger happened to fall into his, his uh, wolf pit, his spike pit, and is probably dead. And now he's got to, like, hide it. And it's, like, very kind of grounded and gritty. And then mm-hmm. to end up with this insane helicopter business... With this huge bag of children, which, by the way, when it's in the like the actual amount of children you see on the ground versus what you actually see flying in the air, it grew like a hundred times. Like it's mm-hmm. huge when it's flying around on the helicopter. But yeah, no, flying around with this bag of children and the one kid's like hanging off to the side, talking to the guy on. You, nobody's gonna. He's gonna hit that walkie-talkie and you're gonna hear. You're not gonna hear nothing. But he's talking to the guy. It seems like they decided, you know what? Cliche action movie. He's getting every line. Like, to give the kid, like, he becomes the action star. And maybe that's the whole idea is, like, this is for the kid. This is for the kids. Kid, watch this. He becomes the action hero at the end. So I kind of get that. But I'm with you. The helicopter at one point takes a turn where basically the bag's flung out equal with the helicopter. And it's so Mm -hmm. over the top. And then, yeah, the kid jumps off from the helicopter, basically. And is able to not die when he lands. Right. Yeah. It's it's ridiculous. Yeah, that's what I mean too. And then like like also my thing was the other kid couldn't just hang on to the side with him. Like he had to be back in the sack. 
potato sack <laughs> and throw it in the pile of kids. You're like, right. That's funny. And then he just puts them on top of other kids, which is my other issue with the movie. Like he's like, yeah, I just put you on your head. Boom. <laughs> like, you know, I also like that the other kid's dad is going through and like searching for his kid. And it's basically like, no, screw these kids. Screw you. Who are you? My kid. You're not my kid. And he just shoves him off to the side and he's like looking for his kid. But nobody like really pays any attention to all the other children in bags in there. And they're all freaking out. And everybody's just like, Oh, there's my kid. Okay. Well, what are we going to do? And they're ignoring all the children. It's so funny to me. <laughs> yeah. He just like a kid over the bag. And he's like, Oh, thanks for rescuing. You're like, no, not my kid. You just tie it back up and push him by his head. Just <laughs> <laughs> exactly. The, even though he doesn't see it, you know, it's like hand and face. Just get out of here. <laughs> yeah. Just don't need you. <laughs> 4.5. I'm super impressed. I did not expect this to get that high of a rating from you. I didn't either. It's very well made. I think it looks great. Uh, the copy I have is not the greatest. I kind of would love to see a good HD copy of this. You watched this on Hulu? Yeah. I bet that looked pretty good. But it's an interesting concept. Even though they're taking from like Santa Claus and elves and and Krampus, it feels like an original idea based on these like old traditional uh, characters. A really weird idea. Uh, the, the whole export thing and the fact that that's the name of the title. So like it could just be like this weird quirky thing at the end of the movie. But that's when it comes down to it, the basis of the movie is this weird quirky idea that you don't even learn about till the end. But I'm actually going to go 3.5 on this, which is, I think maybe four would be fair, but my whole issue that the end, like the, I don't remember it bugging me quite as much the first time this time, the end and just like the sudden change of pace and just how weirdly over the top it goes really kind of bugged me this time. Um, so I'd say for that a reason alone, it knocks it down half a star, so 3.5. Otherwise, maybe a 4, but something feels weird about the end to me still. So, right. but yeah, I would recommend this to people, though. I think it's an interesting and unusual watch, but I think it's fun. Yeah, I, I like I said, I thought it was an enjoyable watch. It makes you feel like something horrible is going to happen, but it ends up just being some kind of creepy fun. <laughs> right. It's just a little creepy fun. What's a little creepy fun with a bunch of naked old men running around the forest? Oh, my God. <laughs> That's so bad. That's the movie. Uh, so the snowy, from the snowy Alps of Finland to the snowy suburban neighborhood of America. <laughs> Somewhere in America. All right. We're going to go to our other movie then, which is Krampus from 2015. This is a very succinct Overview that the moviedb.org has a horror comedy based on the ancient legend about a pagan creature who punishes children on Christmas. That's true, but it tells you nothing about the movie. Krampus, directed by Michael Doherty and written by Michael Doherty, Todd Casey, and Zach Shields. This stars Adam Scott, Tony Collette, Allison Tolman, David Kechner, MJ Anthony. Yeah, Krampus. So like the last one, I have seen this movie before, mm -hmm. but I want to kick it to you first. Had you seen this before? And what did you think? I have not. I remember seeing the trailers when this movie came out. Um, I really wanted to see it then, but it kind of just slept, slipped to the back and I never got to see it. Yeah, I like this movie. Like you, when it came out, I had took note of it, but I was like, I was like, I like the idea of Krampus. A Krampus horror movie could be cool. But I was like, you know, I don't know what this is going to be. But I kept hearing good things. And eventually I finally did watch it. And I liked it. At first I hated it. So my first viewing kind of hyped myself up for it. I was like, I keep hearing good things. So I'm excited. And then we get into the movie. And it's a lot more kind of comedy goofy than I was expecting. Mm -hmm. And so I was kind of like real upset at first. I was like, oh, this is not what I want. And then David Keckner walks in and I'm like, no, I know this guy is only in just goofy, lame comedies. I don't want this. But then as it goes on, like creepy stuff happens. I got totally on board. This is a cool movie. <laughs> and of course, right. you know, and of course this rewatch. Yeah, I'm still on board. This is a very cool movie. It's pretty well made like the last movie, although more extreme. I think it's a fun mix of legitimately kind of creepy stuff. And tension with goofy stuff, you know, humor and over the top. And this one goes way over the top in some respects. I guess I'll kick it to you. What do you want to say now? 
I said a lot. Yeah, so like it kind of starts out with that, like oh, nice little feel, but like it's almost like from again the box art, you can tie it, you can kind of say it's like oh, this is gonna turn into horror real quick. But it's like crazy how it goes from like this feel good movie to like horror film. <laughs> it's it starts off like a, it's like a Home Alone type thing, right? Where it's just like, or not just Home Alone, but every holiday movie about just not completely dysfunctional, but kind of dysfunctional family. And it's got, it's got a heavy touch of national lampoons, Christmas vacation, because then you've got the, the cousins and the aunt and uncle who are all, who who are very kind of um, the main, like the, the family whose house everybody's going to, who we start Mm -hmm. the movie with, you know, they're obviously somewhat well off type people. And then of course you got the kind of rednecky cousins and uncles that come over and, you know, they're kind of like, Oh, uh, embarrassing and stuff. So it's got that thing going on. The music itself is even kind of goofy. It's got that thing I complained in the last episode about where it's like the ding, 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 where it's almost like cartoon music, where it's like somebody's like messing with the picture on the wall. And it's like ding, 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 going with what's going on on the screen. I hate that. But in here, I kind of get it. Like I get it because it's like the movie is like, yeah, we're going to be that until we're a horror movie. So you accept it because it's like, that's it's the tongue in cheek thing, you know, mm-hmm. and it's the whole thing. Nobody can get along. And the kid, the little kid had written a letter to Santa. But of course, this is when he discovers this. Is, this is the age he discovers. Well, maybe he's a little older than he should be to discover it. But he discovers no Santa and all this. And he's going to finish the letter after there's a big fight where he wished basically he wished his family would, you know, all the good things would happen to them and their problems would be resolved. But then he gets mad and rips up the letter and he basically like screwed them all. Mm-hmm. And that's what summons Krampus. The demon. The demon Santa. And then a storm comes in. A storm blows in. And the rest of the movie is like crazy blizzard conditions. The house is without power. There's like no one. No one else in the neighborhood. I, there's one delivery guy that shows up and then you see him later dead. But like that's the – there's no one else in the whole neighborhood. So it's really interesting because it's like deserted, cut off from everything, even though they're right there in like a suburb, nice looking neighborhood with other houses, like there's nobody around. And then there's weird stuff happening. There's snowmen that keep appearing outside the house. Question, were the snowmen the people that got taken? I think so. It kind of makes it seem that way, but without mm-hmm. explicitly saying it, because I don't know that it makes sense. Because especially the last one was wearing what the kid was wearing. Was it wearing what? I knew it was small and like the mm-hmm. the Kuckner give the snowman my, look. My but, question is, is their body in there? Well, yeah, that's what I'm wondering. But so Krampus is basically in this. He's much smaller than he was in, in Rare Exports, but he's got the horns and he's like a creature that stalks around the neighborhood. I like how he's done. I like how he's portrayed in this quite a bit. And but he's not the only one. There's also other little there's Santa's helpers mm-hmm. or elves, I guess. Which are the weirdest thing I've ever seen. Dude, they're so weird. And that's part of what makes for me like what makes this movie so fun is they're monsters, but they're like the super goofy ones are the gingerbread men. At one there's there's a couple scenes. There's one scene in particular with several gingerbread men attacking people and they're small, you know, it's like what out of Shrek. It's like if that gingerbread guy was attacking, Mm -hmm. but a a perfect example of this movie going over the top in the way that I love is after things have kind of gone down, one of the, one of the people are missing at this point. Like, so we're kind of into the quote unquote kill count and they're all like huddled in the living room sleeping. And of course, the Keckner, that's how I'm going to say it every time was supposed to take first watch, and of course he falls asleep because that's his character. Mm-hmm. So the fireplace fire goes out, and all of a sudden, like you hear some sounds up there, and you hear like sounds, and you're like, okay, what's going on? And something's coming down it. It gets down it. It's this insane twirly hook on a chain, and it keeps going down. And there's like a gingerbread man attached to the chain, and I'm like, are they? F- they're fishing. They're fishing with, it's just ridiculous. But what's with with a gingerbread man? <laughs> with a gingerbread man, they're fishing down this. What's even more ridiculous is that, of course, they set up that there's this one kid who's just just dumb. Is a he doesn't say anything. He's just dumb, and he wakes up and he sees it and he try he grabs it 
and he takes a bite out of it. And then the gingerbread, gingerbread man freaks out, wraps the chain around him and pulls him up. And there's a whole sequence. And it's like, you know, he ends up getting the kid because they, on this fish hook that they, I guess a human hook that they sent down the chimney. But that's a good example. There's a jack in a box that apparently comes out and is basically a huge snake and swallows a child. But the designs are super creepy. I mean, the gingerbread men look like gingerbread men, but the the face on that, it's so, it's same with that weird bird creature. The teddy bear just looks like an evil teddy bear. But the face on that jack-in-the-box thing, it's so weird because it's like, first off, its head's huge. But it's like it's got the porcelain, like old-time porcelain doll toy face, but it's really just a mask over top of like some grotesque, gory-looking creature underneath. Right. And that's part of what I really like about this movie's Krampus because you don't actually see his face. You see a real distorted, gross, twisted Santa face. But I don't – that face – looks like a mask over top of whatever Krampus looks like. Because when towards the end, you do get to get a close-up of his face and his eyes look like they're actually behind and they are not human eyes at all. They did say in the trivia that he is wearing a mask. Yeah. In the, but even in his face, his mask then is super grotesque. The character designs are awesome. I think on all these creatures, even though like, like the bird thing, I don't know what that's supposed to be. But it's pretty twisted. I was wondering. I think it's supposed to be like the angel topper. Oh, really? Okay. Okay. I guess so. That makes sense. That's the only thing I could think of. It's supposed to be like a Christmas toy or whatever. That makes sense because it's got like bird wings, but porcelain doll face. Yeah. It's so strange. Anytime they go outside, I love it. The sequences. There's, I don't know. This movie is really well done, I think. I think it looks really good. Yeah. Krampus is like a ninja because he follows that one girl across the rooftop. Yeah, rooftop to rooftop. But at the same time, he obviously is like huge and has some weight because when he hits a roof, it's like, crow. Yeah, it's, I don't know. Everything about this movie is just cool for the most part. Like, I like it. And I never, you never know what's under the snow. Like that little, like almost called the Raptor of Jurassic Park. Uh huh. Yeah, something gets him and flings him around in the snow. It becomes like a, like in cartoons where there's the thing that burrowing under the ground, the lump that comes under the ground mm-hmm. at you or tremors. It's like that, but in the snow, it gets most of them towards the end too. Spoiler. Yeah. Also like he called the Humvee Lucinda. <laughs> he's like me and Lucinda. I, like he's like the stupid, like American guy, like where he's like, I could point her Dewey's hit the gas. And we'll be on the beaches by tomorrow. <laughs> like, yeah, no, I know they even throw some, they don't have the main the main characters say anything like this, but those characters they throw some things. He says, "Global warming, my ass, it's gotta be twenty below out here." You like so it's like oh, okay, we get it. You're that guy. Mm-hmm. We 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 got you. I mean, we knew before that point, but it's in character. It's fitting. I do like when they first show up at the house because everybody's like getting ready, and all of a sudden the house is just shaking and everybody's like panicking. And it's just because their in-laws showed up. Like you don't see them outside, like pull up or anything, but it's, that's apparently his Hummer caused the house to shake and everything. Right. And then what did you, th- what did you think about the grandma? The German grandma. I think she played the part well, where it's like, she's a combination of like sweet old lady and like creepy old lady that knows something, you know? And I like her fla- I like the sequence where it flashes back her flashback sequence because she's kind of the tie to the mm-hmm. the history. The, she's the char- She's the exposition character that knows the lore. But the flashback sequence is like a stop motion kind of thing. Yeah, I, I kind of like the direction on that. That was kind of cool. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, because it's also kind of like where they also in like I think even in like cartoons back then they that's how they would tell the old story of, of a fairy tale. And I like that her character in the flashback is like a full three-dimensional. She was probably stop motion, but it looks so smooth. It could have almost been CG. But mm-hmm. anytime there's other characters, they're all silhouette and they're clearly flat 2D pieces of paper that are stop motioned. And I thought that was cool. Just like having her in a world of like these super flat 2D black characters, black figures was pretty cool. Yeah. Also like how like Krampus winked at her. I loved like, it, his, dude. Like, he's like, yeah. Chick. Yep. I like that she kind of knew what was going on, but then never really released it until that story. Because she's the first one to say, keep the fire hot, you know. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's the, like the movie even makes a point of like somebody at some point, I think her son says, you know, where, where's mom or where's your grandma or whatever. And the movie makes a point of like, and it, you don't really know why of like, doom, she's at the fireplace and she's like ready to go. She's got the fire going. She's got hot cocoa. And like the way it's shot is like, that's supposed to be like a moment and you don't really know mm-hmm. why, but yeah, that's it. It's because she's like, as soon as she knew right away, Oh, I know what's happening. I need to start this fire up. Right. Okay. So what did you think of the end? Because this is creepy and not that there's not a little bit of blood and stuff, but for the most part, well, it's PG. I see, I see here it's PG 13. Like it's not, Mm -hmm. it's not hardcore. You don't see, actually I'm struggling to think of any on-screen deaths at all. I don't think you see any. No, and I was a little bit worried because the the version I watched, of course, I told you I watched it on Hulu off my DVR. It said at the end of the movie that some parts were cut out due to time, but it seems like it had the same runtime as the uh, as the movie on Plex. Wait, what? But um, yeah, because I watched it off FX XXXXX. Oh yeah, okay for commercials, and I was like, yeah, on Hulu. Well, what's they weird do that is it had Hulu? it had no commercials, but uh. But then I kind of went through like a like YouTube and kind of made sure I saw everything. But but yeah, I mean you don't see any on screen deaths. Although like my question was, did did people actually die, or were they kind of like that's what I was, rare that, exports where they're in bags? You know. Well, that's what I was gonna get to is like the whole the end of the movie is for me. If I have a problem with this movie, it's the end. And part of me likes it, and part of me doesn't does not like it. I feel like it's a little bit of a cake and have your cake and eat it too situation where it's like at one point it could end because there's a point where, okay, full spoilers, everyone's taken and it's depressing. Like it gets super depressing. And okay. I know I said it's PG 13, but it's intense. Like this could easily be R. they this run could off easily. Like when all the little creatures, like, and there's a bunch of them, all these figures and different people bust into the living room. Finally, they bust through. And they grab the baby and run off with the baby and just all this stuff is going on. It's like, it's intense because at that point you're like, they're not getting out of it. They're right. And so that just makes, I don't know, it's super heavy. And there's a point where everyone's taken in, but the kid and Krampus comes and like throws down the little bell and the kid picks up, picks it up. And it's like, yep, you're the one that survives because you made this happen. And then Krampus walks off and it fades out. That feels like where the movie's supposed to end. And it's super depressing. But then it comes back with this whole other bit where the kid had ran, hunted him down, like, I don't know, followed Krampus, I guess, to where they're gathering everybody together, or gra- all their helpers, and he's got the sleigh. And basically, he opens a big, fiery hole into the ground, portal to hell, and he's about to go home, or whatever Krampus does. And then the kid comes and yells at him and pleads with him at that point. I'm not saying that like this was added on because like, there's still a lot of production here. I think this was it's probably all in the script, but it felt like the first scene, the scene before is where it should have ended. But then it kept going to this. But anyway, he pleads with him, like, take me instead. Give the family, give my family back, but take me instead. And then eventually Krampus basically laughs at him and takes him as well. <laughs> Just takes out all of them to hell. Throws him down the portal. Then we get, well, the kid wakes up. It's Christmas morning. Everything's fine. And you're like, oh, was this really all a dream? Like, was the whole movie a dream? And he goes downstairs and everybody's down there and it's all, everything's good. It's all good. Everybody's still fine. And he's happy and he's just like, oh, it was a bad dream. And then he gets a present. He opens it and it's the bell. And what's really, to me, what is kind of striking is he sees the bell and he gets this look. But then everybody else in the room like looks and sees the bell and then they also get the solemn look. And that's kind of like where it works for me. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, they all know. They all remember and they know where they're at. And then we get the 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 zoom back or the pan back, the digital zoom back out of the house. And it's the house is in a snow globe and we keep zooming back and it's like in there's all these other snow globes and it's Krampus's workshop basically. Mm-hmm. Um, then we get a cheesy overlay of a bunch of little, little helpers screaming at the camera for half a second before we go to credits. Cause every horror movie has to do that now, but yeah, it was weird. Point is I'm so conflicted about this, this whole ending. What are your thoughts on it? How Jasper, how should I feel about this ending? <laughs> um, 
Well, my question is, yeah, are they in a snow globe or is that like him watching? Like, is that his like crystal ball for them? You know, did he give him his wish or are they like someone said this on the tr- like the trip with the trivia I was reading? Are they doing where it's basically he they are doomed to repeat Christmas morning every day of their life? Or is it a crystal ball kind of look into the life and that he gave him back? Yeah, no, I read I read that too. Thinking about the end, I lo- I hopped online to see what other people thought. And that's one theory is that yeah, everything in the movie wa- was actually a dream. It was the cr- it was Krampus showing Max is his name, the kid's name, showing Max what could be. And then but him waking up in the morning, that's actually what is happening. He goes down and yeah, the crystal ball is just basically Krampus's crystal ball the snow globe is this crystal ball his portal viewing like he's watching and that's the whole bit with the end is like he sends the thing and he's just like so i'm always watching so you know be better you know and a good point towards that is the movie after the intro scene with the shoppers beating each other up starts with a christmas what is it christmas tale christmas story starts with scrooge on the screen so Mm -hmm. i get it Personally, though, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't buy that ending. I kind of think they're in hell, trapped in the snow globe. The one thing that I'm really torn about is that morning seemed to be going fine, and sure, it would suck to repeat the same morning every, you know, for the rest of eternity. Right. But that seemed like a pretty good morning, so it could be worse. <laughs> right. It could. You couldn't. And going by that logic, then I do kind of like that he opens the bell and everybody gets this look of like concern and the tone kind of shifts like that kind of seems like a hell thing, you know, where everything kind of seems fine, but there's something really wrong and they all know it. So I I buy that. That's kind of the, that's the theory that when I think about it, I kind of base it on. I'm like, yeah, that's what I, what I take from it. Or you could just go back, chop it off after the, uh, the fade out when he gets the bell in the first place and you could have just a real depressing movie where everyone died except for the kid. I dude, I thought that's where it was going to end. <laughs> like, I think the fade out, I think that's to make you think that it's like, like even I even thought they're going to take him. I was like, wow, this movie's going to end with everybody dead. I think the scene where they all bust through the front window. I think that's the part where it actually sinks in where I don't think anyone's going to survive. And that's when it gets real heavy and they don't shy away from it. They take the baby. See you in hell. Like run off with the baby. It's like, wow. That's where it can't get like, and that's another point I wanted to point out. Like it always, it had me and then sometimes it loses me. Like, like you, you're feeling the horror and then they bust through the window and they grab the aunt Dorothy mm-hmm. and she's like, see you in hell. But not that line. It's when she goes out the window, it's like, whoop, <laughs> like that sound uh, does like, whoop. And oh, I was like, yeah. Oh my God, dude. Like, no, no, it's cartoony. Oh. Yeah, it's it's got the horror, but then it's still cartoony. Even that scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Well, in the yeah, they give they give the Keckner his own like little throwaway line when he's like talking about the twisted fairy tale horse crap. Like they yeah. give him a little one liner to spew out as he runs off. Stupid, but fun. So so um. Why don't you give this as a star rating? Okay, so get this. I'm going to give this four stars. Oh, okay. It's higher than Rare Exports for me. I like Rare Exports, but this movie does almost everything right for me. Like, in terms of what it's trying to do, the tone that it's going for, I think it nails it consistently. It looks great. When the hook, and I had forgotten about the hook this time when I was rewatching it, the hook come down through the chimney, I lost it. I was like, "Are you? are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Like, it's so ridiculous. But at the same time, dude, it hooked me. That hook, it got me. Because I was like, I love it. I love it. I'm so on board. It's so twisted and goofy at the same time. And there's, you know, there's, there's, it's not perfect. There's a few, there's, you know, some, the end's still weird to me. And maybe there's a few jokes that don't really land. There's some of the characters I don't, most of the characters I don't really care for, but that's not really why they're there. But yeah, I don't know. Four stars. I enjoyed this quite a bit. Not I'm not not to say there's not a lot of horror Christmas movies, but of the ones, this has got to be one of the best, I think, in my opinion. I'm sure I'm forgetting something, but yeah, it's good fun. I can't believe it's right. PG, I can't believe it's PG-13. 
That's like like this could have easily been R. Yeah, but but when you think about it, it's you don't. There's like no on-screen deaths. There's very well, they little said, blood. They said too that the only way that the I forgot what actual studio it was would only sign on if they made it PG thirteen. That doesn't surprise me. Right. Well, they pushed it though. They pushed it. I'm. They pushed it pretty far. Then, like, I'm surprised. Mm-hmm. I think they got up as, as close as they could without going over their rating. I want to point out. I I do enjoy this director. Seems like he's written. Yeah, he's written a lot of movies, and they're not all good. But he's written a lot of movies. He's written more movies than he's directed. But he's also known for Trick or Treat, not the one we watched, Jasper. But Trick, <laughs> Trick, yeah. Trick or treat. Trick or treat from 2007. Have you ever seen that? Yeah, no. It's. I almost thought when I read that that it was the one we watched, but then I was like, no, it's not. It's got. It's very much like the. Uh, okay, it's not quite like this, but it is like this. It's like the Halloween version of this, where right. in this Krampus is the spirit of Christmas, basically, or the, like you know, the spirit of Christmas. If you do it wrong, if you if you're crappy during Christmas, you get this guy. And Trick or Treat has this little cute pumpkin character who you do it wrong. He's going to come at you with some hard candy uh, with a lollipop that's broken off and cut your throat. Like it's like this for Halloween. So I kind of like that. He, he likes that. He likes horror. He's like, you know what movies I want to make? Horror Halloween, horror Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) He's attached to do Godzilla King of the Monsters, which be coming out before long, I think. Or New Year's. And he's been attached for a trick-or-treat, too, for years, so who knows if that's going to happen. But Jasper, what did you think of this movie? What's your stars? I did 3.5. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was like some parts were a little cheesy for me. I was also kind of laughing. I forgot to say this in the main review. Because I was laughing that this dude is jumping from roof to roof. But then when the kid comes to talk to him, he's like doing like a limp over to him. He's like, <laughs> I jumped, I jumped on too many rooftops. I just, gonna I didn't even notice that. Over to you. You're right. He does seem sluggish. I think it's just because sluggish is creepy when you're next to him, but you have to be a rooftop away for him to move fast. Yeah. They, they, they wanted to have their cake and eat it too in every aspect. Right. But yeah, 3.5. I enjoyed it, but I like your rare exports a little bit better. Interesting. Yeah. To be honest, I expected to enjoy Rare Exports more than this rewatch, and I, I like. I mean, I enjoyed both watches, but I think I kind of like this one more. Mm. All right. So, Jasper, the movie studios are looking for something to throw in the holidays, every holiday for the next ten years, specifically the December holiday. They got the rights to a bunch of movies, and they're like. What can we mesh together? Here's some movies about Krampus. They want to make a Krampus and Rare Exports cinematic universe. How do they do it? <laughs> How do they do it? How do they do um, it? Okay. So what I think is Rare Exports is the origin story. Krampus. Okay. So he survives. And then Kramp, this Krampus Basically has to reform himself into a smaller version of himself because the one in rare exports is huge. Huge. Yeah. Huge. So we get to the to the main story of Krampus. So I think the third one is him going back to the to Finland to give the other kid a bell. <laughs> oh, from, but, from rare exports? Yeah. Okay. I like that. And that and then it's in a whole you know, that kid's family. You know, they get all this money from from shipping off the, the elves, and then they forget what Christmas is about. They lose hope because uh, all they see is money. Basically, same family. Oh, as, as I love that. Christmas. Oh, that's good. And this guy's, the kid's like, oh, man, you know, and then he's like, I know you tried to kill me, but I'm going to let you live. <laughs> and I'm going to show you, you know, or basically has to live in the horror because Krampus just kills this entire family. So... <laughs> But the first thing Krampus takes out takes out when he goes to Finland is that helicopter, pesky helicopter. Makes sense, right? But yeah, that was my cinematic universe. Okay, I like it. So here's what I'm thinking: in rare exports, also not okay, not just rare exports. In both of these, here's what the Krampus. Oh, although I know neither of these are necessarily super accurate to the original, to the actual like traditional folklore. But anyway. 
what all the folklore has gotten wrong is there's not one Krampus. There's many Krampuses. There's Krampi. <laughs> and, uh, now they're not like most Mason. The big Krampus is a, a camp of Krampa, a camp of Krampi, like a murder of crows and stuff such. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the big one—that's a whole other subject we need to talk about. <laughs> so a big one, the big Krampus in rare exports. Think of Alien, the Queen. That's okay. the big Krampus. That's why it's so big. But yet in Krampus, we see the smaller one because basically they're like aliens. They're like xenomorphs, but magical still a little bit. Fortunately, there weren't too many cramp crampi left in the world. <laughs> there weren't too many crampi left in the world. Your face every time I say it. <laughs> no, I got a, I got a really cool thing to add on yours when you're done. <laughs> Until of course, those idiots over in Finland blew up the queen, at which time Santa's little helper, Krampus, Krampus's little helpers, the elves, they start basically germinating a new Krampus inside of them, chest, bu- chest buster style. And they're shipping those guys all out all over the world as part of their rare exports. One of them landed in America, and it's a coincidence that the grandma also had a Krampus problem. <laughs> But uh, <laughs> they said she had the cramps. Bad. Bad. <laughs> I laughed. Okay. I laughed. Okay, good. So one of these movies is I have a cramp. The family stuck in snow globe hell. They will somehow they like, we'll get this will be a whole movie at least, an adventure. They figure out how to break out. Because they got the grandma on there. She knows some stuff. She knows some stuff about Krampus about hell. She knows all of this stuff because she's the creepy old foreign grandma. <laughs> and uh, one movie will be their adventure out of hell. Unfortunately, on their way out of hell, they're all going to die except for maybe Max or one of the daughters, somebody unexpected, one of the Keckner's daughters, because they, they'll be tough. Max ain't going to be tough, even if he journeys through hell. And you know what? Female protagonist, it's doing well right now. Studio's going to go with that. So twist, one of the daughters is the only one that survives. She gets out. She's angry. At this point, by the time they're out of hell, the world in America, they've had kind of a Krampus infestation. There's been a, like, it's been an outbreak since the rare export guys have been sending them all over the world to where everybody kind of knows at this point in the world, what's going on. You almost get a post-apocalyptic Krampus, post-crampalyptic world God, you were trying to work that word every. You know, so when they get out of hell, it's basically like Mad Max, but it's like Winter Krampus. Mad Max. It's like Cramp Max. No, uh, the movie's going to be like after Christmas. Get ready for a new year, and it's it's like a frozen Mad Max world with Krampuses all over. And so then one movie is going to be her. They find out who started this whole problem. It's the rare export guys, and they're going to journey over to rare export and fight them. So they're actually going to be fighting each other because it's their fault, they think. Yeah, that's the world. There's a couple. That's the world. There's a couple movies. That's my cinematic universe. And then run with it. Run it into the ground in in two or three movies. Right. I always think with the chestbuster thing, it's like a little faith, a little little Christmas present comes out. Dude, Mm. my theory, my connection here. Completely true, because that mask that Krampus wears in Krampus, the mask is just, he hasn't shed, he's not that old. He's a pretty young Krampus. He hasn't shed his elf helper old man face off yet. There you go. It's like a skin. There you go. It's like a snake. It sheds its like creepy old naked man skin off. Boom. Fact. Truth. They did look like, they did look like though. I will say that. Yep. Well, it's because they're supposed to look like Santa, but creepy Santas. But yeah, no, for sure. That was good. I like that one. <laughs> the chest buster. It's kind of just went all over the place. And if you can't tell, I was totally making it up as I went along. <laughs> what did you have that you wanted to add? No, that was the, that was the thing. That was a little, like, little chest buster. Like, oh, yeah. It's not a face. It's just a little Christmas present. They make you swallow the Christmas present. <laughs> and the oh, yeah. Nice. I like that. <laughs> so 
Oh, dude, yeah, the the little alien eggs. It's the it's the uh, <laughs> it's the Jack in the Box, and it's always like ding 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 and people are like get curious and then it opens up and it in their mouth so basically Jack of the Box is now an AKA face hugger so yeah basically my Krampus cinematic universe my Krampus rare exports is alien skinned with Krampus and, and, and it's in the winter wasteland instead of space it's the prequel 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 to alien yeah alien if we were going to tie it into that cinematic universe Never mind. We have a we have an end of the season special coming up here soon that I'll be able to do that. So I'm gonna hold that back. <laughs> Cut that off. Uh, maybe that's what I'll do for this year for our season two finale. Is instead of connecting all the cinematic universes, uh, connecting all the movies, I will connect our cinematic universes of all the movies. <laughs> all right, listener. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Whatever else you choose to celebrate. Point is happy Kwanzaa. You know why there's so many? Because there's so many different people, but you got to have a holiday this month, December. Mm-hmm. You just got to. And this is, a, this, this is, that's what this is. Happy Krampus. Krampus knocked. I was going to say also happy Festivus. Next episode will be Die Hard and Home Alone, which I'm super excited to talk about. I'm also excited for the potential cinematic universes there. A little tidbit of that one is going to be me and Randy debating on why Die Hard's not a Christmas movie. Which side of that coin do you follow there? Oh, I don't know. Maybe it's not a Christmas movie. Maybe it's what? Not? I said maybe it's not a Christmas movie. Whatever. I'll take the opposite stance then. <laughs> now you start Just, coming at me about Star Wars and we're going to have words. <laughs> <laughs> that is a Christmas movie. Star Wars. What do you think What do you think they blew up was, was a Christmas ornament? <laughs> oh, God. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, so... Anyway, Trust me, I can work. I can work this angle. <laughs> Not necessarily. You can work it. Doesn't mean it'll be successful. Hey, listener, here's another thing. Facebook.com slash group slash Grawlix podcast. Uh, lately, we have been watching TV shows in the group using Facebook's party watch party feature, which I really like if provided it works right on my end. But basically you can what we'll, we can watch videos together and have a little voice chat. And at some point in the future, we're going to start Firefly because that's on Facebook that you can watch for free. We're going to start the Firefly series. And we're also going to have live commentary running in a, like a Discord server or something like that. And so I know that falls kind of on the Grolic side, but it's watching entertaining TV. So yeah, figured it's watching a, film applic- goes under us. Yep. So, um, yeah, you should check it out. Facebook.com slash group slash podcast. Join the group. We post fun stuff, and we're going to watch some shows together. We watched Buffy the Vampire Slayer Season 1, Episode 1. I will slowly be going through that series. Uh, and if anybody wants to watch with me, I welcome you to join me. We'll have a little chat. Oh, welcome. We'll have a chat as it goes. It's a good time. Great oldies. <laughs> Oldie, but a goodie. But yeah, Facebook apparently acquired the rights to stream... The entire Angel series, the entire Buffy series, and Firefly. So like Joss Whedon, old classic Joss Whedon TV. It's all good stuff, listener. If you like it. Probably friends. What? I said they're probably friends, Joss and uh, Zuckerberg. (laughs) That'd be. I don't don't know if I'd want to hang out with those two. (laughs) It'd be a weird teaming of dudes. Like it really kind of would. Joss Whedon is funny, but he kind of seems like he could be a jerk too sometimes. So I don't know if I'd want to hang out with him and a robot alien, whatever people think he is. Well, uh, Ultron. Mark Wahlberg. (laughs) You know, Mark Wahlberg invented Facebook. Yep. Ultron. So come on, come on, come on, come on. I think we found a transformer. (laughs) Anyway. Hey, I've been Randall Sylvie this whole time. He didn't know. (laughs) (laughs) He's not a Christmas present. Chest buster. Jack in the box. <laughs> yep. I've been Randall Sylvie and you can follow me on Twitter at Randall Sylvie. It's R A N D A L S I L V E Y or go to randallsylvie.com to see what, you know, basically I have a list of the shows I've been appearing on. Just anything I make goes there. And of course you should follow our podcast. Don't, don't worry about following any of that Randall Sylvie business. Follow at GCU podcast on Twitter or go to grolicspodcast.com. Love us up. Love us up there. 
send us a message. Uh, tickle our download fancy. <laughs> that got real weird. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what it means. How about you, Jasper? Who are you? And where can they find you? <laughs> this is Jasper. I've been Jasper the whole time. No. You lie. This has been Jasper. Uh, you can find me at Twitter. With the at symbol. No, I'm joking. Uh, you can find me at Caronzo Media, which is at symbol K O R A N S O M E D I A. And uh, yeah, I don't have other fancy Twitters. <laughs> no fancy Twitters. It's okay. You don't want too many fancy Twitters. Happy holidays, everybody. Stay safe. Stay warm. Uh, be better. Because a lot of you suck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the listeners went down. <laughs> Not the listeners, just the people in general. When our listeners be included in that? I don't consider them people. <laughs> oh, God! I mean, my sister's though, so. Oh.